It's been a while since we've done this. Yeah. Very yeah. well. Like, I got well over a month. Well yeah. over a month? Yeah, it's been no, over no, it's a month. Been a cu- no, three weeks. Nah, I'm sure. Well, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. We recorded, but yeah, we didn't publish. No. So, it's been over a month since we published. It's only It's been three, yeah, three weeks since we recorded. I would like to say this is not my fault. Forgive me, Father. It's been three months since my last pod fashion. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like what this is, actually. We just, we just gather up all of those those experiences and those airsoft thoughts to be able to say it all out loud. Confessions of an airsofter. <laughs> that sounds like something I don't want to experience. Yeah, so that's, oh, really? that's getting into raunchy novel territory. Be careful. <laughs> hey, hey, I've already, I've, I've already got that one, mate. It's sorted. It's pub- being published later. I will avoid. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the star. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. Oh. Anyway. So, welcome to the... What was we called again? Not a clue. Jesus, guys, it's Jiraga Airsoft. Welcome to the Safe Zone. Uh, As usual, this is a show where we chat about our experiences, other people's experiences, and general shenanigans in Airsoft. This week is slightly different uh, because I skipped the rest of the spiel. Because we're already we're already talking to someone new. We have Dom. Hey Hello. Dom. What, what, what up? Are you, who are you, Dom? Uh, that's a good question. Who <laughs> we, am I? We don't actually know who Dom <laughs> is. We just picked him up off the street, sat him in front of a, of a microphone, and said, "Here, off you go." It ha- happened to bump into me casually at an SO site. Thrust a mic in my face, and here we are. Now, um, long longish time work colleague of uh, Chris and Joe. I mean, um, I'd also say that you're you're. A, Longish team Brent, member, yeah. yeah how, how about that? You know, yeah, we've played I'll together for seven. I say we've played together for several years. I think I played with you maybe twice. Yeah, but we have attended several years apart both times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we have also attended the national airsoft event slash festival uh, for many years together, and that is the topic of this discussion. We are going to be doing a roundup of NAF. And uh, we'll kind of go over the pros, go over the cons. Uh, we've got some comments from the community. We're going to go through those as well. And just kind of have a, a little chinwag about what we do, did and did not enjoy this year. Uh, so we've been going for how many years have you and I gone, Joe? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I've got patches from at least 2009. So we're looking at at least 10 years minus a couple. Yeah, you also went a couple of years without me. Yeah. So... I've been going maybe eight years uh, on and also, off. I must have gone before 2009 then as well. I think I do have a 2007 one as well. So, yeah, maybe. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a long time. So, in, in that time, we've seen the Airsoft, National Airsoft event um, go from being something like 300 all the way up to 3,000 players. Uh, and then this year, um, it's taken a step back. Uh, I don't think intentionally. But it went from 3,000 players to 2,500. And that still sounds like a lot of players. On, yeah, but honestly, you didn't notice that out on the field. Uh, first things first, uh, weekends, guys. Did you enjoy it? Overall? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to say I didn't. I loved it. Always do. Yeah, I'd, I'd third along with that one. It was it was good fun. Okay. Uh, first, deep dive. Why? Why? Well... I mean, the whole event was 
great. I always enjoy it. It's nice to get together with people. Um, I think everyone else will agree that the George we play with is a bit of a dick, but everyone else... <laughs> not not sure about him at all. Yeah. Interestingly, else... I heard that he just doesn't play. Yeah, that's the problem. He just sits there and he you know thinks he's all that and you know. If I'm not mistaken, he went out and took pictures of himself and posted it on Instagram saying he was playing yeah, yeah, hard. Yeah. You know, oh. I've seen it. I heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'd done that, then I'd cop to it. But I, I did zero social media stuff while we were there. This is true. So yeah, um, it was it was a really good weekend. It's always great to get together with the guys for a weekend. Uh, the atmosphere is always amazing. Uh, everyone, I think we talked about it a lot over the weekend, but the festival is more in the camp area than out on the field, and it's it really does show. Yeah, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to be a party pooper off the, straight off the bat, but I disagree with much of what you're saying. We'll come back to it. We'll swing back. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Dom, what are your thoughts? More or less echoing what Joe said, really. It's, it's just, I enjoy it because it's the ultimate weekend away with the lads kind of thing. And ha- generally hanging out with people and having an excuse to look at guns, walk around with guns and not actually feel like you're going to scare the public away. Well, I didn't really get to play much this year. And it was, uh, I can't say overall... I felt like I'd missed out by not playing loads because spending loads of time either at the camp with yourselves or down sort of at the main tenty bit and all the, I say all the shops, uh, some of the shops, a bit of a shop. That was the main bit of it, really. That was the, <laughs> the fun. Yeah, yeah. I uh, definitely think I, not think I agree. I know I agree with a lot of those points. For those of you that have not been to or attended or heard about the National Airsoft Festival, it is effectively the longest running airsoft uh, kind of weekender in the UK and it's made up of several different parts there is the campsite the airsoft festival bit and then you have the main airsoft field which is ground zero airsoft it's a woodland site it's uh joe i think you said 175 acres uh, yeah 175 acres and a 50 acre safe zone that's the festival area and the campsite that's crazy that's crazy. So absolutely huge. And there are tons of dead zones around this site that um, they run it. They run it in, a, in an interesting way. They set up ob- objectives throughout the day, which you have to get from your central command uh, hub. Um, and you can choose to take part or not, you know, as your little group sees fit. So that's kind of the the main fest uh, the that's kind of like the main festival uh, doodad. And then there's the first question. I have a very different feeling about this year in comparison to previous years. So because we've seen the rise of the festival, um, there are elements that I feel like weren't just lacking but were pretty poor this time round. Uh, and don't get me wrong. Uh, I still very much enjoyed myself, but it is not because of the event. It is because of softiness. You know, you guys, you're, you're the reasons that I go. So I actually disagree with you guys uh, on the event itself because I feel like having seen it progress to become something that is absolutely phenomenal and really fun, um, seeing it this year, I think there were some several things that were kind of not just lacking 
but actually quite poor uh, in comparison to those previous years. I think if you go there fresh and this is your first time, it's still going to have a good effect on you, a positive impact. But having been there solely for the festival over the last few years, I mean, I stopped playing because I feel like there are too many people on site. There are too many players on site and I never enjoy the, the gameplay. So I've just been going for the last few years for the festival and the camping. And that being the case, the fact that there was... Let, all right, we're going to go straight into it. There was no shop. And that for me was a huge experience when we when we went in previous years. Yeah, getting to getting to wander through the marquee and see the gun wall and all the all the stuff for sale. It was a big part of it, I suppose. Yeah, it was it was the thing that you aim for once you've registered. Yeah, I think the the problem I, I have with that is that I don't think it would have been such an issue if the marquee hadn't been there. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the first thing you notice. You open, go for the market, thinking here's the entrance to the shop, and it's literally just and an empty it, corridor yeah. with like two tables. That was it. If it, <laughs> if that marquee that they had was full, even if it was full of other vendors, it I don't think it would have been as much of an issue. But you walk yeah. in and suddenly it's oh, it's a big empty space. Yeah, because actually, yeah. So zero one airsoft, they'd bring the majority of their shop. So they would just kind of uplift their their physical shop and bring it across to the to the national airsoft event, and and that kind of gave you a sense of wonder. They did have a small shop, and they did have some guns out, but it wasn't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It wasn't nearly the same scale. It's like quarter of the size it was. It was years. pathetic Be- because of exactly what you're talking about. That that marquee itself is huge. So walking in and seeing two stalls, and yeah. then a cordoned off corner. Um, where they had like very limited um, riffs and mm-hmm. consumables, um, it just felt such. It felt so empty and yeah, and lacking. But again, if the if the marquee hadn't been there, I don't think that would have been as much of an issue. I think it would. Had they filled the marquee, then it, I think it would have been different. Um, but had they got rid of the marquee, it would yeah, have felt okay. just yeah, yeah. as empty outside. Because there wasn't much um, replacing it, and where I understand that there is a, a Ground Zero Zero One Airsoft exclusivity um, arrangement here. Well, considering your tickets ninety five quid. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's doing more harm than good, keeping other retailers out at this point. And and it would have been better off, I think, had they not done that at all. You know, had they had zero shop, and instead they just filled it with vendors, filled it with brands. Filled it with whatever um, like they could, and and made that a kind of marketplace. Fair. Yeah, I think that was fair. And yeah, I I don't know. So for me, that is the the biggest, most obvious uh, issue with it. I do completely disagree that the shop is necessary. Um, I think they obviously they have to have somewhere for people to buy consumables because people are going to go through them. Um, so that is required in in some form or another. I I don't disagree with that. So so all right by by shop I'm talking about the sale of rifts um, rather than BBs. Consumables I think makes sense. Like absolutely. Yeah, yeah you, you've got to have somewhere for people to restock those bits because you know people are going to bring less than they need or they the things are going to happen. They're going to need to buy them. And the, okay, and let's be real fair to the event. Mm-hmm. They did have an alternative. Um, system in place 
uh, yeah, they they did have a system. Um, I don't know how well it worked, and obviously we won't. We probably won't find out. Um, but they did have a. If you bought anything from the website, you could have it delivered the same day to the site. They also had a computer on site that you could order right there. What's so, the pros and cons of that? Well, you've got access to the entire shop. Any reservations? Is it IT? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's still a computer, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you can't hold the guns. You can't hold the rifts. Can't feel them. See what they're going to be like. Because then you get that kind of impulse purchase, right? That, that, yeah. That oh, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go from previous years, I mean, you, both of us at some point have ended up buying something from the shop, and that's always been that kind of impulse. I've been thinking about it, and now I see it. It's really nice. I want to get it. Where on a website, you can't look at it and go, "Yeah, I like that picture. I'm going to buy it." Yeah, not even just that. You know, I would, I would previous years save up for this weekender. I know I'm going to get something. I don't know what it is. I kind of feel like they've done me a favour by not having a massive <laughs> six selection of riffs there. So, but why, why do you think, um, why do you think they actually didn't take the shop this year? Because there have been a couple of rumours online. Uh, there have been a couple of. Well, uh, we had a couple of chats while we were there. Well, I know we in our discussions we thought it was to do with the lack of sales and having spoken to a couple of people on site and other players uh it seems like and again this is pure rumor but it seems like they've had a little bit of a theft issue in the past few years and as a result they've decided that actually if by taking the shop away that limits their loss in fairness to the event and to the shop i think they tried something different this year it didn't work Next year, they might try something else. Well, we, d we don't actually know if it has worked or not worked kind of thing, because they, they could end up turning around and go, well, we did thousands in sales that whole weekend. And it could be a roaring success with the whole same-day delivery computer system. That is true. Even if their computer system was XP and needs retiring. Was it really XP? It was. It was it Windows XP. Oh, dear it. God. Yeah, I know. We all cringed. <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh... <laughs> well, I, th I think I think the main thing, the main takeaway from that aspect, uh, the whole marquee aspect, um, is kind of summed up by uh, Kim from uh, Team Sabre. Uh, Call Simon Domino, nice little shout out. The overall feeling was that uh, probably uh, due to the numbers being down, Ground Zero were trying to make up as much money as possible. And I think that kind of I think that is kind of felt by the increase in price, but the lack of what you're getting back from that in terms of the festival experience. Yeah, they, they put the price up and then gave you less for it almost. Yeah. I mean, the price has been £95 for three years now. So Is it? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been the same. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So they put up a couple of years ago, but, in but that, it does in that, give them the chance to change what they're giving back. But in that as well, like when it first went up, you know, we weren't negative about it because what we were getting for that cost was actually uh, worthwhile. You know, yeah, the experience really did shine shine a light. Whereas um, outside, not just not just the marquee, but outside, you know, there were so many food vendors that weren't there this mm. year. You know, there were, and there was a lack a lack of choice. Though I think we're only four different uh, vendors, food vendors, for two thousand five hundred people. Uh, and there were only um, four 
airsoft brands, airsoft vendors, and considering you know ASG weren't there, Nupro weren't there, uh, some of the big big players, the big brands weren't at this event. The energy just felt so much less. I mean, there is that is fair. There is there was I think there was a lot more space, and that contributed to that quite significantly. Um, however, this you know this may be a controversial point but i do think the weather actually contributed to that quite significantly uh in what way it was the hottest weekend we've had this year and as a result that saps people's energy and when i came back on the saturday you're looking at people and they are just crashed out in the yeah. bar area Wil- wilting under the heat there's not a lot of conversation going on because everyone's dying getting towards the evening time when things got a little bit cooler and you know it got a lot more active hang on i also no i disagree i don't feel like it got active i feel like there was more activity like in relation to how many people were supposed supposed to be on site that bar area was nowhere near full you know the fact that you could walk in sit down with no problem was uh is is evidence of the of the lack of use yet there were still problems with queues mm-hmm. you know um th- th- due but to there the are, lack there of are vendors. all the time yeah yeah all the time oh yeah absolutely but you would have thought that with fewer players and with less mm. players down at that area less yeah yeah and so the fact that there are still complaints about the queue sizes for the food and for the um for the bar especially mm. that was a telling hmm from dom there you you how how long were you queuing uh, for dinner dom an hour for the two times i went to get food for two separate stalls i waited an hour both times give or take a couple of minutes each way it's not like the food vendors weren't working stupidly hard no, no. it's just for whatever reason and we don't know these reasons fyi so you know it is pure speculation so there was, was speculation that apparently two vendors did put food vendors did pull out at the yeah, last, last second. So uh, I heard that from a couple of people. But yeah. like I say, speculation. Yeah, there was there was space staked out for them. One of the food vendors had moved. Mm. I don't know whose space he'd taken, as it were. Which is also actually the marquee itself, right? So going back to the shop, if theft if theft is the reason that it's not there. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's not been that they've not been transparent about that and allowed people to go, hey, look, you know, we've tried, we've been doing the shop, but you keep stealing shit, so we can't do it anymore. You know, the fact that they haven't pointed out the issues that have uh, arisen for me makes me feel just a little bit like, well, if you told me that, I'd be more forgiving. Yeah, I mean, like we said on the Sunday, if they'd told us and told everyone that there's a theft problem then everyone else who isn't there to steal shit would be on the lookout a little bit for the people who are you you just become a little bit more aware don't you it's like when you're walking through london and it says beware of pickpocketers you're like well actually yeah there's a sign up so actually let's just think about that for a second yeah at the same time though it sort of carries the negative connotation of oh is is my stuff going to be safe on site maybe yeah. i shouldn't no, bring no, this maybe um, hello that is a warning i would like yeah but it's... you know like like i don't give a shit about the connotation if it's a, a possibility 
I mean, it's, it's always a possibility. You run the risk of it any time you leave stuff in your tent. And yet, what the the uh, connotations of not letting us know that is that, oh, no, everything is perfectly safe. Mm. You know, you'll be absolutely fine. Just leave your stuff lying around. We're a safe, uh, honest community. But if if that's what you're kind of portraying by, by not putting out that relevant security information, then, uh, you know, people are going to start taking advantage instead of self-policing, instead of keeping an eye out and being a bit more vigilant. However, however, not all was bad. It was a great weekend, and there were some mm -hmm. really positive reasons for it. Uh, you guys went out and played. I yep. did not. So you've got more of experience of chronoing. You've got more of experience of, of kind of heading out. Do you want to talk a bit about the gameplay and about like getting to it and all of that? Yeah, well, going with the chronoing to start with, chronoing was all done on the Friday evening. Um, they did have it open on the Saturday and the Sunday as well, uh, all done in the shooting range, uh, and it worked really well. Yeah. What what BBs did they uh, chrono on? Twos. Point twos. twos. Okay, so they um, weren't taking into account any heavier weight ammo. They were just doing pure FPS. Yeah. Limits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that was that would always be an impossible task with two thousand five hundred players. <laughs> exactly. So so it was just a straight chrono with twos on their range and, and that's what most sites say anyway most sites still operate on a pure fps basis and they still say it's these limits with a point two and that's fine i've got no issues with that whatsoever yes there is some dual creep going in but you know that's good that happens anyway chris how long did it take you to get through chrono uh it's about half an hour it's 45 minutes max I'd yeah say. it wasn't it, yeah i'd say i'd say up to about half an hour i think cause yeah we weren't there that long. There was like a row a of, of chat. a row of chronos, and it was literally like there were one guy was out there putting the BBs in the mags, another guy was obviously checking over, and then go out into the tent, they do your range, tell you if they pass, zip tie you up, out you go. I actually, I don't even think you guys took that long because you, I think you made it back to me, in, thirty-five minutes, mm. and okay. it, it we was camped good. at the at the absolute other side. Mm. of the camp zone i i they the way they do the chronoing is probably the best way they could possibly imagine doing it um so that's i can't fault that for the way they no. do it and how quick they get through it yeah no issues there whatsoever well if they'd done the breakfast the way they did the chronoing then i would have been much happier <laughs> two different yeah. companies though isn't it mate <laughs> <laughs> or, or you'd get a breakfast full of point twos well, I actually, so I actually don't think it is a different company. I, uh, like again, that breakfast bar I think was uh, on-site staff. If you poke your head through the window, one of the cooks had a Marshall vest on underneath his yeah. apron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, it was. I'll take that back. And like that was an experience. It was like an hour for uh, bacon, egg, and sausage bat, which actually didn't have egg in it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Did it not? He was, that, no. he was that busy. He didn't take the order properly, so oh we, got, we got duped yeah. out of our eggs. In fairness, they just needed someone else doing breakfast. Another van would have would have dealt yeah, well, with that. Well, this is again due to the lack of food vendors. I suppose going back into the game side. Yeah. Back to get away from food. I know we're all hungry, but come. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so the the chrono in was pretty straightforward. I, I'd say I, ca I can't even fault the chrono in. It was good actually to see it being done. I mean, obviously, previous years it's been kind of more of a honor system and then they check you while you're out in the game zone kind of thing. So actually seeing it like this has been a hell of a lot better. Uh, so the gameplay then? 
Yeah. Uh, Dom, what did you think? I know you went out there for long, so we'll start with you. Yeah, it was a, it's a bit of a mixed bag this year, I feel. I, I, the the yep. main observation I made to all of you at the time was that when we were out there seeing the groups of people wandering around, it wasn't just people with normal riffs or anything else, or it was you would see a group of six people wandering around with snipers. Yes, yeah. And that is basically how the game day felt. We, we did... Um make the comment i think several times that it's like packs of wolves just people with bolt actions that can definitely outrange you and if one of them doesn't hit you the other five will yeah and yeah like a fi- it was like a firing squad yeah you think you've got away from one of them and another six would shoot you from somewhere else so and so the, you're talking about just squads of snipers yeah yeah, yeah. wow and, i mean i i don't like necessarily snipers at the best of times um, but they, I can't. They fault have them. a use. They have a yeah. role. Oh but... yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, it's super frustrating. Yeah. Um, the other issue with snipers is a lot of them, particularly when they're all gillied up, you either can't see their band, so you don't know what team they're on, or they're not. They don't feel the hits because you're hitting them at the maximum point of your range, so the BBs just got bouncing off their ghillie suit, and they just they have no idea. Do you know what to the uh, to the point about not being able to see their bands? Mm-hmm. What made me laugh while we were registering is that there was a sniper that came up to the desk and he was like, um, "Hey, can uh, I just need to check? Can I wear the bands on like you know my ankle? You know because I'm in a full ghillie suit and it's going to give me away." I was like, "What?" I was like, like there's this guy in a ghillie suit expecting to kind of bypass normal rule rules because and and in his mind uh or to his point he was saying i didn't read it in the rules that it had to be on your arm and i'm thinking don't be a dick yeah how up your own ass do you need to be to go oh do you know what these bands that let people know what team i'm on let's try and hide them because it doesn't work with my loadout we did have someone while we were queuing for chrono um there was someone who didn't have quite the same thing. Um, his bands were on his arm, but his ghillie suit was pretty much covering them entirely. Is this the one, is this the one with the, as we call him, Future Steve? Was like uh, it was when Future Steve was talking to him, yeah. yeah Future Steve. Um, and he was like, you've got to pull those bands out, they've got to be on top of your ghillie suit. And he was like, whoa, whoa. It's like, come on, guys. Really? Let's... I mean, don't get me wrong, he literally laid down the law on them and they they had to abide. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, was... Was straight, he was straight up saying, if they see you out there like that, there's going to be shit and hit the fan and he said they're all going to be all over you. Yeah, he, the marshals policed it well, but then there's going to be people that cover them up as soon as they go on the field. I mean, yeah. the, the like snipers might listen to this and go, well, that's not fair. However, it would be like wearing us wearing the bands underneath our tops. Or an actual fact, like us not wearing our bands because you genuinely cannot see them at all. Take your band off. Oh, now what? You know, if I didn't if I didn't have my bands on, I could walk amongst anyone else and just start picking them off, and it wouldn't matter. They'd have no idea what's going on. I think the problem is that you get an awful lot of people at these events, and some of them are like us and very casual players. Some of them are more serious skirmishers. And then you do get quite a lot of groups that are milsim based. Yeah, this is not the event for that. No, it is not a milsim in any way, shape, or form. 
it's not even a skirmish really it's a piss about and it really is yeah. you you look at people go around in dress up and fancy dress just for the <laughs> hell of it you know they're there to have a laugh they're there to enjoy it and maybe shoot a few people all right speaking of shooting a few people good firefights anyone get in one uh no <laughs> Some, somewhat middling i guess but yeah. that one was a sort of disappointing end of like reaching peak of firefight and then all of a sudden pap got picked off by a sniper back mm. back we go another three four minute walk to the safe zone and three Wait. or four minute you were pretty close then yeah <laughs> yeah that's because i'd literally just left it oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no so i had a good one before i had to come in um if you imagine sort of it being it being run as separate games i probably had one game's worth of pretty much solid firefight okay so nice. you know th- there was that was pretty good it was pretty in- intense for that hour and a half that i was out there with some other people do you know what there's a big difference in all of this because i remember writing an article for the event two mm-hmm. years ago and in that article i because i don't play i relied on you guys to give me those kind of moments yeah, yeah. you know that that energy that you know uh oh my god how insane was that kind mm-hmm. of aspect and you guys all came back to the campsite with none of this I think partly this year, though, and we obviously with the sunlight, we're just singling out snipers. Weather, the weather, obviously, of the day was actually a main contributor. So I think most of us, we obviously, after it was as people who were there will understand, it was so hot that weekend. And when you're in full gear, running around after a good few or five times running back into to the safe zone, you're just fucking knackered. And there's there's no there's no there's no sugar coat in it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean. The, the event was actually bang on point they actually had water c- tanks on every safe zone kind of thing ready for for fill ups and water and stuff like that so they were there providing but obviously just the wet after yourself when you feel tired sweaty and horrible that you just can't be bothered no more i think you're absolutely right the as much as we can blame it on organization and we can blame it on snipers and we can blame it on whatever it sounds like a cop out, but you're absolutely right. The weather is was a big factor. It really was. We, we none of us were kitted for the weather. We didn't really think about it, did we? No. Um, we brought our normal airsoft kit, so we're, we've got plate carriers and lots of ammo and lots of kit. And like actual, in actual fact, we probably probably all should have been going around in shorts and t-shirt with a just a high cap. <laughs> yeah, just a Seriously, high cap and a bottle yeah. of BB strapped to our waist. That had done Seriously, it. Seriously, you should have seen me. I was like proper chill back at the camp. <laughs> I, was yeah, like, all right. I was like, oh, it's sunny. You know what? I'm going to sit in the shade. I'm going to have myself a nice cold beverage. Does anyone else want to slap George right now? <laughs> Maybe once or twice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, no, gen- genuinely, yeah. I think you're right. The weather does play a massive um impact especially within with the number of players that are there yeah so combining those two aspects can really not ruin but it can really negatively impact how much enjoyment you get depending on how much enjoyment you're wanting to get from it to, to a point i think the problem is with the weather that it's not even the running around that's the problem it's the running around getting shot and then having to traipse back to a, a safe zone you've got to find one first then you've got to wait there for 15 minutes then you've got to traipse back to wherever the front line is now 
and he's just like, hang on, what what's going on? And then, like Dom suggested, you're going out there and you know, you're a couple of minutes away from your safe zone and suddenly you just get picked off by a sniper, single shot. You're like, oh, right, back I go then. And or you you try and get back to your team and yeah. suddenly there's hundreds of players between you. Between exactly. You well, that was the issue I had. It, at one point, I got split up from Chris and Dom. I think Steve was still out in the field at this point. And I tried radioing, couldn't, couldn't get anyone on the radio. And eventually I managed to get through and it was, you know, you guys are heading back. And it's like, oh, right, okay. And again, it's it's just, it was the way the event was. It wasn't nothing terrible. Well, that's not, that's just... nothing new either, right? No. So that's always been the way with this event. Yeah, we've... Um, which is why I don't play. That, mm-hmm. that particular bit is why I don't play. Because actually I go to play with you guys at events to play with you. And if I can't get yeah. to you, I suddenly lose that in enthusiasm to, to kind of be there. No, it's one of one of the challenges of playing a site that sort of scale is just that you can be so far out of position. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Dom. You, you'll you sit there and you'll be like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. You'll get shot. You'll go back to your safe zone. you head back to do and the, the same thing And the safe zone is so do. far away, actually. Yeah. A lot of the time, you have to go past tons of enemy players in order to reach the safe zone and yeah. you can't get back that's it and then suddenly you're now on a new front which isn't a problem because you get to see more of the site but it is an issue if you're trying to meet up with particular players because they're not there even though the rest of your team has now been shot not everyone had the same experience we did there were a lot of people that have decided to stay out the whole day you know yeah and those people that really did put in the effort to stay out really did get more from it oh yeah definitely without a doubt yeah heat stroke for one (laughs) (laughs) free heat stroke for every player and but i tell you what and also the marshalling is uh usually pretty good in fact yeah uh kim said that on the sunday one of her teammates went down yes and the marshals were really really good marshals were great and like they they called a ceasefire they got the medical team to them Mm -hmm. got him out got him out yeah, it was great. No, they left him. They're just still there. They're <laughs> still there now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that I think Kim said the um, the medicine or the treatment was just you know a case of man up, uh, man up juice. Although water was available, people still weren't drinking enough. I watched um, airsoft radio podcasts um, kind of wrap up of NAF. Yeah, and uh, so that is. Graham, Sarah, Jim, and on this podcast was Andy from the Chair Softer Show. Mm-hmm. So they were all doing a wrap of, uh, of the event, and they were talking about alcohol and how it impacts the weekender. And like, I'm curious to get your takes on it, because they seem to think, um, not seem to think, I think they justifiably say that once you started drinking, you shouldn't go out. Having a hangover, however, is a different story and you know going out with a hangover is not the same thing and is kind of a, uh, acceptable um until you decide to you know take that first swig of alcohol i'm i'm with them on that one yeah, yeah. Fair, it's it's the, the the drinking thing for us at the very least i felt was very much a once we'd sort of written the day off of we're all knackered or batteries were flat in joe's case that it was a okay we're done that's the air softening for the day out of the way 
now we're allowed to bev yes. anything else and as soon as the kit hits the ground that's it it's over kind of thing yeah, yeah. So. the kit hits the ground the bev hits the lips yeah, yeah the there's there is no excuse for going out like in drink there's no there's no excuse for it there's plenty of other things you can be drinking alcohol is there for the bar and yeah if you're going out with a hangover okay fine i mean there's putting my health hat on i'd say you shouldn't really be going out with a hangover um but that's sort yeah. of your penance for the previous day. It's no yeah. real risk or danger. Or... Well, you know, hangover indi- definitely indicates dehydration, so therefore... No, oh, okay, maybe it's like risk, danger then. But... Yeah, but, but you know, that's that's by the by. If you're going to go out with a hangover, at least you're not drunk. Going out drunk as well, surely that's just going to lead to more, oh, I'm just going to try and fob that one off and say exactly. I didn't get hit to play exactly. on. Exactly, so <laughs> it just ruins the game for everyone, except you, because you're drunk, so you don't care. Yeah, and it's uh, it's unsafe for you and for everyone around you, kind of thing. Because you'll just get someone who's pissed and thinks, "Oh, I'm just going to shoot my mate Keith," and I ends up shooting him in the clear in the face or whatever, and you could end up causing mayhem. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that that does lead me on to what was uh, brilliant, which was Saturday night at the bar. It's the first time that we think all of us as a group yeah, have actually yeah. gone gone yeah. to the bar because we usually stay away from. Crowds of people. <sighs> people. Yeah, we, we purposely <laughs> camp way off in the distance so that we can just have a nice chill barbecue, have some uh, drinks, chill out, have a chat, no biggie. And this time we were like, Do you know what? Let's go meet up with people. Uh, and so we met up with with uh, you know Graham and Andy and Sarah and, and you know everyone we mentioned earlier, mm. and uh, had a just a really good fun hangout. Yeah. It, it was chilled, wasn't it? It was nice. Yeah. Was super chilled. Good music. Louis, the band was amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. The band. I love that. I'll, I'll give them credit. They picked a decent band to, to come in, so that's not bad. Which apparently is where the majority of the costs for the event Yeah, go. they were yes. saying that's expensive. <laughs> but uh, I definitely think it was it was a, a nice atmosphere around the bar. Not too busy. I definitely liked the change from Bales of Hay to proper... Tables benches. and benches, yeah, yeah. great, a bit, yeah. yeah, amazing yeah. idea. I mean, I don't know how the bales lasted so many years because getting stabbed in the ass by bits of hay is not my idea of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, do you know what? I actually think that that contributes to why we didn't go down before. I think it does. I, I thought you were going to say that contributes to it being a good weekend, but <laughs> <laughs> being stabbed in the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was pre- another one of his cons. Down, it was, there were what, like maybe eight benches. Outside, yeah. there was and, a small yeah, tent opposite hail. the bar that had another hail. four in, and then just hay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was good. That was Liam nice. Mays uh, does say that it needs to be a bigger bar for peak times. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. And a yeah. bit more entertainment in the main camp would be good, so that, you know, just extending it beyond that one. Yeah. Tent. That, that, I, I agree with that. That'd be nice. But then at the same time, I think by adding more entertainment, there's less space for people to sit and chat. Uh, I think there was plenty of space, and that might have been why it felt so empty. Uh, maybe, maybe. Because uh, uh, someone you know, he... on the comments that you put up did mention the fact, that obviously, they've done things before where they've had vendors doing the um, computer games, the games. Oh yeah, that they did yeah, that, w- that was Liam. Oh, ah, yeah. there you go. I can't remember who it was. So that, so things like that, it's just something else, isn't it? So there was a tax sense there, and they were great to see. Um, yeah, yeah, they're always great to see. And they've got these nice little mini targets now as well. Um, and so they were there, and GBLS DAS were there. Yeah. And Sh- showing off their their kit that everyone brings money to buy while they're there, definitely. Yeah. 
So there, there, you know, there was some. It yeah. just felt like it was you still had, um, quite sparse. You had the walk helmet people as well, which was great. Just got yeah. to take one of those out. They were, yeah. they were very. I know the very gay good. were there. We say it. We say we like uh, as we're talking about these. I'm like, oh, there's actually quite a lot. Well, but it still didn't feel like that. The, I don't the, understand. You did hear the funny thing about Anola Gay, though, didn't you? That they wanted, that they asked to move outside. No, no, not that bit. So, um, so you've got all the Anola Gay smokes, um, but they're all hot burning, so you can't use them on the field. So people were buying the Anola Gay smokes, and then they're taking Thinking them back to the camera. Like, to use them. Oh no! So yeah, that's that's quite. That, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel for them, but. There's you, plenty of time. Exactly, plenty of yeah. You're going to use them somewhere else, aren't you? So you're going to have fun with that. Yeah. Um, so there were stuff around camp. Do you know what was um, absolutely fantastic? Go on. The festival festival. Not the festival festival. The festival camping. The camping festival. The camping festival. Ah, yeah. yeah the camping I festival was great. The section yeah. beyond the safe zone area. Do you know <laughs> yes. what? I think, it's, I think the festival has subverted the festival now. The, the camping has, has surpassed the festival. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. The festival has moved out in out of the festival into the the camping areas. You know, we saw we were walking past. Um, ca- count the number of things that we saw that caught us off guard. Uh, the for me the highlight has got to be that prefab house. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I want to say Devon Airsoft. Uh, I think it may have been Dorset. Dorset could have been Dorset. Sorry, I do apologise. Yeah, I've got a picture of Dorset Airsoft. There you community. go. Dorset yes, Airsoft community Dorset. brought a prefab <laughs> house, a actual like metal and wood house that they set up. Two stories. There were people sleeping upstairs. It it was insane. They must have been setting that up on Thursday or uh, Wednesday. Uh, yeah, ahead of time. That's, yeah, because it was Thursday job. Yeah, because it w- it wasn't a small thing. No, it was, there was it was it was about the size of my flat. <laughs> Maybe a little. What they were doing over, over the course flat, of the mate. year, they were Having going upstairs. to ground zero and then just secretly just stashing screws in one spot of the corner, <laughs> and then over time they slowly built it without the marshals knowing. Full on building, <laughs> full on building with stairs and everything. Yeah. They're quicker than Derby City Council, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there was that um, the. Swimming pool. There was a swimming pool. There's multiple pools. swimming pools. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pools. Yeah, but there was one big one. There wasn't lots of little. Yeah. But that one big swimming pool must have been what, like a, a big six foot swimming pool kind of actual pool pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one that you could probably actually consider swimming in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could do two strokes and yeah. get to the other side, which yeah. is more than you can do in the average pool. Yeah, yeah. paddling pool that you'd see. Uh, there. So that was impressive. I- and then I noticed um, a huge amount of secondhand selling happening in the camping areas this time. Yeah, I mean, I I think that happens all the time, every year. I've always noticed it, particularly in the loud area. But it is did seem to be spreading outwards towards yeah. the sort of normal camping and further up the track but than I think it normally does, which I is think quite cool. What we're finding is that more people, because I my biggest not not my biggest issue, but my issue with that whole festival area is it didn't feel like a festival because every single time that I was there it was empty you know and that could have been because players were out playing but I feel like it's more likely that players were back at the campsite because they were making the most of their area and making the most of their experience rather than relying on the event and the games they were taking that weekend event and going what do we want from it 
you know we'll set up our own little mm. area we'll, we'll invite who we want to come and hang out we'll sell some stuff on the side as people walk past it'll be a hangout no you, i think i think, you're I think that's, right. that's, that's that's what they've uh, we all i think everyone's the kind of same mindset as us like we don't get a chance where all of us as one group are all in one spot except the weekender and sometimes and pr the previous years it used to be the case because obviously we hardly ever used to see you george when unless it was the weekend or something like that as a collective yeah. and it's probably the same for everyone else they might all have teammates scattered all over because they're all in uni or whatever for whatever reason yeah. So being at the weekender is a, a chance for all the, all the lads to have a lads weekend and girls. You know, it's just universal. Kind <laughs> yeah. of have a big excuse to meet up at one big party and have a big laugh for a whole weekend. And that is the festival. Dom, highlight yeah. of the weekend. Ooh, and okay. if, I know uh, you, I know you want to say my music choices on the way up and down, but you can't. It's just <laughs> not fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, nobody else gets to listen to that playlist, so they wouldn't yeah. understand. Um, I mean, we were bopping along the whole way up, so that was good. I can get yeah. the playlist and put it in the link below if you want. <laughs> bar barring silly bits like playing Jurassic Park driving in, um, oh, I we guess probably, probably would still be the camping sort of together aspect of it. I mean, there were a couple of nice interactions with people. I've never really done much of the socially bit of it before and getting to hang with you guys it's massive exposure to it versus what i normally get but sort of people giving appreciative oohs and what gun have you got and things and yeah. just getting to chat with people in general about it whereas you go to a, a local site and it's just here's your six short games for the day and it's yeah a bit more person to person sort of chatting interaction getting to know people no, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Chris? Oh, speaking of, speaking of which, before we go there, guess what mm -hmm. I got? Go on, what'd you get? Yeah, see, uh, we sold... I sold £220. Did you, did you buy one of the salient arms? So that's what I wanted, right? Oh, dear. Am I allowed to keep my mouth shut because you told me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I went to Combat UK after the event. And I was walking around, and I was trying to go, oh, I, I could get that pistol. I could. No, there's just something stopping me. And after being there for half an hour, just looking around all of the pistols, I was like, do you know what? Maybe I'll get a Vortex scope. Wow. Yep. So I have now joined the Vortex club. Uh, I got myself a Spitfire AR Prism scope. I can't play with you again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I always said, uh, I don't think they're worth it unless you've got money burning a hole in your pocket. And this was the first time money wow. was burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> Chris, what was your highlight for the weekend? Oh, I'd, for me, I'd probably say the like Saturday evening before going, obviously going out and down to the bar because it was really nice to actually meet other people obviously within the industry and community we've been chatting to so i mean like andy i've i've been a big follower of his podcast and stuff previously mm. before all of this and it was nice to actually sit down and have a chat with him and it was great to meet graham and sarah from airsoft nation and sarah's fella i forgot his name i was gonna butcher myself for it because <laughs> i tried to remember it before richard uh, richard that was yeah. it of course it was um, but yeah, it was good to meet people at home and like Piers from the Instagram yes, community. Yeah, it was yeah. really nice to meet him and other people that's come up to us and obviously said, oh, we like the show and they were telling us about this. And I thought it was really good to actually just meet people. That's what this event is to me. 
it is the pure opportunity to be social because you have enough time you have enough yeah. space and you have enough freedom to be able to dedicate energy and time towards it there's one thing to take away from this is just think not all seagulls can shit from above oh jesus and if, and if you know what that means you know what i means oh jesus <laughs> that was another camp highlight that yeah. that was a camp highlight <laughs> Couldn't resist the little laugh that, every that, time that, we walked that past. Team that team has, it has no fear. If you, if you, if you listen, and no shame. That was a one quality advert on your walls that I absolutely howled at every time yeah. I saw it. <laughs> that was. Oh good. my god, I just remembered the uh, cinema. Oh, uh, next year, guys. Next year. Yes. Cinema and a paddling pool next year. Cinema paddling pool. Uh, we should just LED all of the uh, gazebo. RGB it all. Done. So what we're <laughs> yeah. saying is then NAF 2020, we're going glamping. Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah. To be honest, with the size of with the size of our tents currently, we pretty much are glamping. Yeah, I've got I I've mean, got yeah. to, I've got to upscale next year because I felt really like downscale. <laughs> Me and Steve I, were I like in the this, smallest tents. <laughs> I say this as the owner of the Canvas Palace, the largest tent of of camp. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. uh, yeah. I think the campsites and the camping areas, people have put so much effort now mm. into. Like I remember when it was just tiny little tents. People put so much effort into making their little portion comfortable. Yeah, and you've got to though, haven't you? You're there for two, three days, four-ish, depending on what time you get there on the Friday. If you stay until the Monday. So yeah, you've got to enjoy it. And you have it. to prepare for all all weathers. Yeah. So you could end up with absolute torrential rain, or you could end up like it was previously, and it was scorching heat wave. Exactly. So I tell you what, yeah. we chose the same spot as uh, as we did two years ago. However, the things around us made it the perfect spot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, there good. were toilets a hundred meters away in one direction. There was water fifty meters in the other direction. It was perfect. And a bin about. 20 second walk yeah. it was <laughs> ideal and we were far enough away from all of the loud area that we could basically go to bed whenever we wanted uh we didn't we weren't crowded mm. at all no all our neighbors were nice the one thing that they do well uh also and it's a small thing to mention at the end of this but um the the toilet cleaning because their portaloos uh, yeah. are around all of the, the site, they they maintain them really well for the amount of people that are on site. Well, they had people on site at every well Saturday and Sunday cleaning them out, didn't they? So that was yeah. pretty impressive. And like where where I had some nigg niggles about Ooh. the fact that um, th not about half of them didn't have hand sanitizer in them, uh, which meant that i was so eager to wash my hands when i go back to camp um, in reality 2005 people using portaloos and the condition they were in was very impressive they certainly felt cleaner than they have previous previous cleaner. years yeah i wouldn't say clean but cleaner <laughs> yeah Definitely cleaner. With the weather committed and it being so hot, you would expect it to stunk to high heaven. And yeah. it was and it not that bad. No, it really didn't. Well, I also think we were so far out that ours were less used, so that could have been. But, <laughs> well, I thought that originally, but then when you sort of think about it, actually, our, those 
five or six toilets are catering for a very large number of people. Because the, the next nearest set were quite a way away. And when when we went to the bar, or like when we took the uh, true the cheat the cheat shortcut of a car trip down to just outside Loud Camping and walked in, even they weren't too bad. The toilets there were good as well, yeah. and that was, I mean that's that's prime, prime footfall. There did seem to be fewer. Do you think that people are now just hiring them? Right, so there's the same number. It's just in terms of kind of divvying those I, up i don't think they were hiring that many because i didn't usually you see them like in every campsite you see them but i don't think they actually well, saw i saw them as much. i saw three around us i say yeah i saw quite a few but i think in actual fact the toilets may be very similar numbers to what we've had previously bear in mind they would have had less anyway because there are less players so to a point i think they do cater for the number of people they've got they sort of go well you need a toilet for every 20 people or whatever but I think they spread them out more because if you think about it in the previous years whenever we've gone they've always had banks of like I don't know 10 12 in a bank yeah. and ours up our end there were six five sorry no six yeah six um you know and then as you go in around there are other banks of six but they do seem to be close together so I think that's right. they've they've spread them out a bit more which is yeah. a good idea definitely I mean a good it worked idea. for us it meant that we didn't have to travel too I th- far. I think it would have worked out for just about everyone. It means they don't have to travel too far to get to a toilet, yeah. so it's good. Always a good idea. Uh, we yeah. we have co- we have come to that point in our lives where we've, we're more interested in the shitters than the actual festival. <laughs> we are what you would call losers. <laughs> wow. I know. That, that was, was poor. <laughs> that was really Yeah, that poor. was shit. That was shit. <laughs> that was also really bad. Don't do that again. Uh. <laughs> So uh, I think that's a pretty good wrap up. Yes, we started negative. Um, I started negative, but I I do I do think even with those negative viewpoints mm. that I had, I had such a good time. Uh, oh yeah, and I will definitely go back. One hundred percent going back next year. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So uh, I think well, let's wrap it up there. Um, because this is a conversation you've heard us talk about uh viewpoints from other people around the community if you want to get in touch with us best place to do it uh, is on instagram for for most of us so if we do uh, instagram handles let's go chris joe dom so mine is carmen.airsoft i am gi joski and i am the.cats.pajamas uh, and I am Juraga underscore Airsoft. Those, that is probably the best place to get in touch with us. However, we do post comments on the Facebook groups and community pages. So if you do see any comments from any of us, there is a fly flying around me. Get, get, <laughs> <laughs> if you do see any comments from us, feel free to uh, reply and uh, kind of just we might include them in the podcasts in the future. But until next time. I think that'll do it. Dom, thank you so much for joining us. Thank it's you been great, Dom. Me. Yeah, it's been great. And for the rest of you, we'll see you in the safe zone. Woo. I did the hand. I did the I did the sign off hand. <laughs> 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 <laughs>